Hey everyone, and okay, just buckle up because this is going to be an absolutely incredible show. I have personally, um, I've done quite a bit lately with these two outstanding women. I am so excited to have both of them decided that they're coming on together, which we thought would be a really fun change up for me. So we're gonna see how this goes. You guys are all gonna be listening in, hearing the deets behind everything that we're gonna talk about, things that you're gonna be able to take away. These, you know, when we get three women together, it's, it's like, you know what, you know, there's going to be like those sparks that are flying. So especially when you start to think about women that have written books, we're going to go there. We're going to talk about the ins and the outs and the good and the bad about all of that. We're going to go to business, entrepreneurship, and also partnerships. You know, how do you keep these things going? How do you keep it alive? And more specifically, they have their own businesses that are all rocket ships of their own. So it's amazing when you talk collaboration and I am so excited to collaborate with these incredible women today and have you be there with us in this room as we're talking. And these women have written a book and it's called Be From Passion and Purpose to Product and Prosperity. They've created heartfelt communities. They've got like, I mean, you name it, they pretty much, if you think about it, they have it covered. And today I have Lisa Vranken. She's the executive vice president at Fortune Media Group, where she provides clients with strategic full service video production from start to finish. She also spearheads product video programming at As Seen on TV Pro and Shark Discoveries. You might have heard of this guy with the prominent host, Kevin Harrington. He was the original shark from the Emmy Award winning TV show, Shark Tank. And she has a deep passion for sharing her knowledge, having transformative conversations, which this will surely be one of, and helping people thrive, getting them to basically get to the highest level. How good does that sound? She's devoted herself to uplifting others in life. And as she is so, and we are so in line with this and business, it's not one, it's both together that we ultimately are going for. So I also want to introduce her co-author and her name is Corey Minkus. And she is an advocate for entrepreneurs and a growth expert for businesses. Minkus is the CEO and founder of Rock Your Product, the number one global product business advisory and growth training company. She has a 30-year Fortune 500 consumer product thought leader, global brand strategist. She's also an international speaker and number one best-selling author. She provides sequence, clarity, and results. Get that, everybody. Sequence clarity and results. She's been featured in USA Today, Success Magazine, Forbes, Vanity Fair, Condé Nast, you could name them on and on and on. Minkus generated billions in revenue. She's launched hundreds of products and scaled brands globally. She's also engaged to speak at national cor um, corporation trainings on, this is what her big thing is, the power 
of the entrepreneurial mindset. Yeah. And she's done this at Johnson and Johnson and others. And so it's all about getting you in that space, your purpose, your growth. You're listening to the relaunch podcast and I'm your host, Hillary DeCesar, best-selling author, speaker, and transformational coach widely recognized in the worlds of neuropsychology and business launches, which cultivated the one and only 3HQ method, helping midlife women, yep, that's me too, rebuild a life of purpose, possibility, and inspiring business ventures. Each week, we'll be diving into the stories that brought upon the most inspirational relaunches while sharing the methods and the secrets that they learned along the way so that you too can have not just an ordinary relaunch, but an extraordinary relaunch. Ladies, welcome to the Relaunch Live and the Relaunch Live podcast. How awesome is it to see both of your beautiful faces? Thank you for having us. We're so glad to be here. Well, that was quite a beginning of the show, I must say. <laughs> that was, I mean, I'm like, whew. I mean, I could just step off the stage right now and say, I I've done it. Mic drop. These women are like, they got it. But I do want to go to this point where, first and foremost, I know you wrote a book. I know you have a another co-author. So you did the, the three-pack, the three musketeers. But how did you decide that you wanted to write a book with these three women? What was, what was the impetus? What started this? Like, hey, I got this in me. I got this B from passion and purpose, you know, oh, to, from, to product and prosperity. How did that happen? Lisa, you start? Lisa, let's start with you. You're at the top uh, right there on my left. Okay. Well, first and foremost, Ashley Black was a client of ours at As Seen on TV Pro, and Ashley, of course, is the inventor of the fascia blaster and runs a hundred million dollar company. And she understood that video content is king, and I like to say distribution's queen. And she wears the pants. She needed more video content, and so she came on board with us for us to produce a commercial and attended one of our events that I had created called the Innovators Think Tank, which I usually do on a quarterly basis with Kevin Harrington. And that was my first opportunity to meet Ashley in person. And we became fast and furious friends. And at the end of our meeting, she said, we should write a book together. And that never, never escaped me. And then Corey, How long ago was that? How long ago did that happen? That was, that was almost four years ago. Okay. And Corey, I was introduced through a mutual friend, Sasha Ferguson, who attended many of Corey's trainings and spoke so highly of Corey and said, I don't know, I feel the two of you are kindred spirits. So I finally had the opportunity to meet Corey when she was doing a, a seminar in Orlando. And it was love at first sight. And she said, I'm writing a book. And I said, why don't we do it together? And that's the story of how it came together. And we brought Ashley into the mix and it was the trifecta of perfection. Mm, so Corey, you were already thinking, I've got, I've got this book inside of me. Was it on the same vein? Was it still that same concept? Or did you have like, a, is there still another book that's gonna be coming out from you? <laughs> 
such a great question. First of all, thank you, Hillary, for having us. I'm honored to be here with my co-writer, Lisa, who's brilliant. And of course, we adore you and the work that you're doing in your business as well. So thank you for having us today. You know, writing a book is such a evolutionary process. And just like life, writing a book unfolds sometimes as you're writing the book. And so it has been definitely an evolution of thought process. My background is consumer products, worked in corporate for 25 years, then launched my own entrepreneurial journey five years ago with a successful launch of my business, thinking that this was going to be more of a business book. It evolved very quickly into really a hybrid experience. As we all recognize, entrepreneurship is this divine experience of life that is both personal and business, and that is who we are as human beings. So the book really took an evolution of combining all of the parts of us that are important to be successful in our entrepreneurial journeys. I love the way you say divine experience of life. <laughs> okay, now I'm going to get to the I'm going to get to the root of this because I know how hard it was for me to write my book, and I was solo, and you know I had all these different you know editors and people telling me like, oh, what about this? And you know, creative. Okay, it, literally, how did you do it with three brilliant minds coming together? And you're all like, what about this? What about that? This could work. This could. I mean. How how does one even go about if you do? I, I've been a part of, you know, these co-authors where there's 10, 20 and you have like your own chapter. But what you I mean, you really you kind of weaved it all together. And for those that are thinking about potentially writing a book with somebody else. All right. This is like, you know, where the rubber meets the road. Is it a thumbs up? You do it again or <laughs> I got Absolutely. I got two thumbs up from Corey. Absolutely. Lisa's keeping hers on. Definitely. Okay. No, no. I finally got him from Lisa. So we're, yeah. we're good. We're good. Yeah. They're saying no, yes. it was a it was a true collaboration. And, you know, what was so divine about it was it wasn't just a collaboration of writing, but it was a collaboration of ideas and concepts and unearthing each other's passions and purpose and digging into learning from each other, the learning and the growth that we got from writing this book was really the undercurrent for what made this book such success. And, and really the book is one component of life, but we wrote for two and a half years to get this published with many evolutions to the writing, but truly it really was an experience on a personal level that made working together in full and total collaboration, every word, every topic, every conversation, really deciding together what was most purposeful. In fact, I recall when we were in Costa Rica together, the three of us were Ashley Liz. Oh, is this where we were writing? Is this our big writing project? Yeah. <laughs> well, we went there to kind of do some collaboration work and yeah. we had all the chapters laid out on her big long table and, you know, going through the concepts of things. And it really allowed us to work in true collaboration together through the process. And it was really, it was really a beautiful process. I would do it again. Certainly it presented its own challenges. We each are extremely intelligent, strong-willed women who all had an opinion about things, but that's what made it beautiful. And we were able to collaborate and make it through. And we are still the three of us, best of friends on the other side of it and adore each other with great depth of love because we respect each other on such a high level. So I'm gonna ask both of you this. Lisa, I'm gonna start with you. What do you think was your best contribution in the book? Like, what are you so glad that you have in there that readers can really like, yeah, that is just a great nugget. I'm so glad I was able to put that out there. 
So what I think really makes this book special, and it did take on different iterations, and there was a lot of compromise because while collaboration sounds so beautiful, you know, we all did have different aspects that we wanted to bring to the table. For me, um, there's a real spiritual approach that I thought was certainly necessary. I wanted to write a book for women, by women. That was very important to me. I think there are a lot of books out there written by successful men to teach men how to do things. And men have been taught not to be risk averse, not to have risk aversion, where women have been taught, you know, to conform to the norm. So I really believe that it was important to have the self-development, the personal transformation. Mm -hmm to help you have the qualities of resilience, because unless you face your fears, unless you're willing to self-excavate and go deep and, and really learn about your limiting beliefs, what may, what may be holding you back and, and how you're self-sabotaging, I think it's really difficult to have the business acumen to persevere as an entrepreneur. And so that was really an important aspect for me, but certainly Corey and Ashley are all spiritual and have heart-based values. And so that's why we all felt like kindred spirits that the universe conspired to bring us together. And I'd also like to say about the book, um, you know, it was Ashley's idea to start uh, the writing of the book, which is our, our live podcast for proof of concept. And we changed a lot of the contents of the book based upon what the women in our community said that they needed and wanted to learn more of. So I thought that was a beautiful part of the evolution of this book, hearing from other people, other women, what was most important to them on what could be a lonely journey filled with doubt. Mm, so Lisa, you're speaking my love language. When you start to talk about limiting beliefs, you know, you know, I call them bugs, beliefs underground surfacing. And I think that people are really starting to acknowledge the fact that you have to get control over your limiting beliefs, over your bugs in order to have that success that you're going for. You have to, because you can be you know, just absolutely taking off your business, your life, everything is great. And then you hit the wall and you're like, what happened? And we know what happened are those bugs. The bugs came back out. So I think, you know, when you start talking about helping women figure that out, helping women understand that it's no longer, and Corey, you're, you're, you and I have this together where we both have been in the corporate world, corporate, is different. Corporate teaches you different ways to do business than when you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to get out there, right? You don't have that backbone of the mothership. You have to, you know, you're counting on yourself. So Corey, I'd love to hear from you in terms of what your thoughts are of like, yeah, I'm so glad that this guy, you know, this, this didn't get cut in the editing process at the end. This is my favorite part. What would you say? So I love the fact that you talked about corporate and how different corporate is because spent 25 years in corporate and leaving there and transitioning into an entrepreneurial role intellectually and from an acumen perspective, I knew what I needed, but from an emotional perspective and also a personal perspective, it's been a learning journey over the last five years. So one of the things I love about the book is the personal journeys that we baked in throughout the book. So we have a lot of personal stories in there that really 
help become a more relatable experience for those that are reading them. You know, one story they may grasp on that Lisa has experienced in her life and something that Ashley has been through. And there's many people who've reached out to me who've said, wow, that really touched me, your story about your, your childhood learning disabilities or you're being a competitive figure skater, the things that make us who we are. And we know that in entrepreneurship, personal branding, defining who you are, which is why you do radio shows and you do podcasts and you do interviews and you write a book is to define who you are. And so the personal touch that we wove throughout the book to me is really a defining differentiation that made the book a more personal journey for the reader. Mm, so when we talk about the world has started to really become a storytelling world, you have to own your stories. You have to be able to, you know, Brene Brown said it so great. You know, you got to be vulnerable now because that's what people are expecting. They want to get to know you. And I, I would be amiss or remiss. Is it remiss? Everybody a remiss. I'd be remiss to say, you know, to not go where I always go, which is I'd love to hear both of you share with us what you think your biggest relaunch story was that really impacted where you are right now. And so what I'd like to do is take a very quick break. And when we come back, hear your relaunch journeys. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Welcome back, everyone. Each and every one of you, I am so excited that you are tuning in for this because I've got Lisa Franken and Corey Minkus with me, and we are about to go where we love to go, which is hearing the relaunch story that impacted people the most. And so why don't we start, Corey, with you? And again, you know, I, there are so many stories from the book that you could pull out. What do you think really has impacted your journey the most and where you are today? Thank you for asking, Hillary. And this is a story that takes me back to the ripe age of eight. And it was a very defining moment for me in my life. I grew up in a highly academic and very supportive home where we were really grounded by parents that were focused on traditions like education and family loyalty and hard work. And our parents really empowered us to be open to learn from our peers, ask good questions, and really be committed to our best. And to be consummate learners, discover the joy of always elevating our knowledge, right? So when I was eight, my confidence was greatly shattered when I started having challenges learning at school. And as academics got more difficult, I began to have standardized testing done to identify how I could perform better academically. And as my dear parents always made sure, we had the best when it came to our academics. 
So when the results were and Corey, in. And Corey, are we talking about, is this like third grade? Yes, it was around third or fourth grade. Okay, because I'm thinking like, okay, let me take, let me go back here. <laughs> this would be about, okay, so I'm back on. So you started to go Sitting into Sitting on testing. the little chairs, you know, yeah. the little chairs yeah, and the little tables. <laughs> exactly. Yes. When you go to parent-teacher conference now, you have to squeeze into those little chairs. You're like, oh. <laughs> they're really much smaller than I remember. Okay, so you went and you had some testing done. And what were the results? Yeah. So the administrators and the teachers at the elementary school that I went to called a meeting with my parents and I to share the findings. And at the meeting, I was told by the educators who I deeply trusted at the time that I was diagnosed with a learning disability. They told me and my parents that my academic prowess would likely be limited and that I should lower my expectations of what I would accomplish in my life. In fact, they predicted I would have challenging times finishing high school and likely never make it successfully through college. And you were sitting there hearing these results. <sighs> Absolutely. This was clearly devastating and embarrassing for me and my parents who had such aspirations for me. And so at the ripe age of eight, I had to make a choice. Either I could let someone else's limiting beliefs dictate my future of what was possible for me to achieve, or I could hold myself accountable and create the outcomes I knew were possible. So with the loving support of my family by my side and my own inner desire for personal growth at a very young age, I of course decided that it was my life. And in order to be unstoppable, I would seek out the opportunities to work with the best mentors, the best educators, the best advisors, and create the systems and the tools that I needed to thrive in. So during the journey, I worked with amazing coaches, mentors, educators, I'm advisors. I'm still back that you're eight years old and you're like, listen, I'm not going to let that guy who just gave me this, you know, drop the bomb on me saying that I'm basically never going to, you know, amount to anything and lower my expectations and forget about him because he doesn't know what he's talking about. I'm, I was impressed before and now I'm even more impressed because that's just so, that's just so badass right there. <laughs> Thank you. I, you know, I, I, I attribute, of course, to the support of my family and helping me recognize the opportunities. And really to deepen my sense of confidence, my parents were very good at encouraging me to fulfill the creative and athletic side of my life to help support what I was doing. I became a competitive figure skater for 22 years and then worked with movement coaches and dance coaches and mental trainers. And all that experience really helped me to understand the importance to push outside my comfort zone in all areas of my life. Because let me tell you, jumping 16 inches off the ice on a thin blade is not an easy task because when I fell, I fell really hard on cold ice and it was not always fun to get back up and do it again, but it certainly taught me the lessons in life. And I share this experience to shed light on how each of us can invest in our own personal ability to become unstoppable. Because really the greatest differentiator in business or life is you. When you show up to build your mind and understand yourself more and project deep passion or purpose into the things that you're doing, you truly can become unstoppable. Mm. 
This is such a, you know, it just brings up, you know, they, I have obviously some, I've dealt with this quite a long time, my own bugs and first grade, I was, um, I was held back. And so as my brother said, you flunked, I was held back. And there were reasons being, I was, you know, a bunch of different things, parents divorcing. And I had a, you know, the, the crossover from a near death experience and all that. And my parents just did not think I was emotionally ready. But for me, all I knew was I didn't, I didn't pass on, I didn't matriculate. And so I can really appreciate what you, when, you know, you were all in, you're going and you're doing this, you're going to be the best figures here. You're going to be, you're doing all this. You didn't want to fall because it's that cold ice. That is something that really is interesting for people that have gone through that have heard things that have tried to figure out their own their own limiting beliefs of where it came from and what happened and we're you know we're the overachievers we're the ones that are like hey you know i got pushed down but i'm going to get up again and that story just is so powerful and we're going to get to how it's led you into your career really your entrepreneurship but right now i want to i want to flip this back over to lisa and share with us your most impactful and again people are like well is it really my most impactful it's a relaunch and we want to hear more about who you are and you know what really what really resonates with you as something from your past okay well i was raised in the adirondacks in upstate new york and quite honestly it was very picturesque and from the outside looking in idyllic lifestyle my father was a successful restaurateur. My siblings and my mom worked at the restaurant. I was too young at the time when we moved up there. I was only four. But um, what the small townspeople didn't know is that behind closed doors, my father was a raging and violent alcoholic. And so we um, lived in terror many many nights out of the week. And when you're young like that, you know, you're so impressionable. And um, of course, an alcoholic has the tendency to say very critical things, not only to their spouse, but to their children, which creates those deep grooves of a lot of limiting beliefs. In our book, we call it the little bitchy boys, right? The LBV. <laughs> but at the end of the day, you know, my mom finally drummed up the courage when I was 13 years old to leave. And we moved back to Brooklyn, where I was born and where we have loving, wonderful family at the time. And so I was able to really um, take a look at from whence I came. You know, there were other situations that happened in my childhood. I was sexually abused by a neighbor at the age of nine. So there was a lot of trauma. And interestingly enough, it's like Pew Research has done um, a deep dive into trauma. And they say that 70% of Americans have dealt with some level of trauma by the age of 18. And sometimes trauma can work its way into making you more resilient, believe it or not, because you learn survival techniques to be able to get through life. It's the old fight or flight, right? Mm. And so I was the classic textbook overachiever um, from the alcoholic child. I did extremely well in school. I always wanted to make daddy proud, right? And everybody else. Mm. But I also had the disease to please. Um, I had difficulties in saying no, drawing those healthy boundaries I always wanted to do. And I guess I derived my own self-worth out of trying to help fix others. 
So again, as a teenager, I um, was determined to go off to college and go to law school and help other women. I saw my mother didn't have a voice and I also saw how unfair the judicial system could be. Mm -hmm. um, so I thought it would be a, an interesting path for me to take to, to try to be a change maker and be able to amplify the voices of those that felt that they didn't have it. I did go off to college and study political science and economics. I did intern with Geraldine Ferraro, the first VP candidate, um, female. And then I went off to law school, but I'll be honest with you, when I was in law school, I did internships with the ACLU. I did internships with the biggest sex discrimination firm in the United States. And I also realized um, the judicial system wasn't so just, especially for indigent women. And I realized it was a door that I had been knocking on, thinking for years that that's where I wanted to enter. And in my third year of law school, I pivoted. Mm -hmm. And then I went off. I found a home in the country that um, needed rebuilding. And that's where I rebuilt myself. And I studied biofeedback and hypnotherapy and neurolinguistic programming and all the major religions of the world and great philosophers and ancient rituals. And I did heal myself and that made me believe and get certified and trained in all those aspects, made me really want to help other women tell their stories and take the mask off, not have shame. You know, in, in my past, I, I felt like I needed to wear a mask at times because, you know, you think your past is going to define you. And I have come to realize that your past does not define you. There's nothing to be shameful for. When you're a child and things happen to you, that's not on you. It's on the, the perpetrators, right? But when you're an adult, it's on you to heal yourself. So I've done that. And now I like to heal others as a mindset and business coach. Lisa, this is so incredible, both of your stories, because when you think about, you know, we're, we're in that mid zone, that, you know, lovely middle age, and as we are looking back to help us redefine where we're going, and we've all had our journeys of going through, you know, taking one aspect of our life and changing it up significantly. You touched on, uh, Lisa, so many things there about, you know, trauma and one person's trauma should never be compared to somebody else's. We all have trauma. Mm -hmm. And it's just it, 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 what is traumatic to you may not be traumatic to somebody else. And whether it is, you know, the unfortunate situation of molestation or whether it is alcoholic parents or whatever it is, or maybe it was something that you felt was really traumatic, but somebody else might be like, no, that, that doesn't seem like a big deal. Trauma is trauma. It still mm -hmm. is in your head. And it doesn't matter if it's like on, on your own scale, like it's not as big a deal as somebody else's. So thank you for, you know, explaining that and also for elevating our thoughts around that, because this is what's happening with a lot of people right now. We have that, you know, comparatitis where we're comparing constantly to other people. And so much of what as women we were taught is you don't really you don't really talk about any of that. And now all three of us, and I'm sure if Ashley were here, we all are now saying it, it's time to talk. It's fact, it's so much better to talk. It's so much better to tell our story. And this is just bringing up, you know, I always am fascinated by 
what is significant to each and every person. So I'm going to, I'm going to turn the host. I'm now going to say we're all co-hosts and Lisa, I would like you, cause you know, Corey so well, what would be a question that if you were me, you would want me to ask Corey? So there are many coaches out there. And many coaches out there that are all talking a lot of word salad and they're all using terms of art that are so overused that they've lost their meaning. Corey is a consultant, a mentor and a coach. And I think she's a brilliant one at that. I refer her many clients because of that and everybody sings her praises. With that, my question to you, Corey, is what do you think differentiates you? from such a competitive, cluttered field of people holding themselves out to be experts in your industry? Good question, Lisa. Oh, great. <laughs> you are definitely to someone whose business is rock your product. I mean, this is going to be good. <laughs> I think you cheated. You had time to prepare that one. That was really good, Lisa. Well, I adore you and love you like a sister. So I'm honored that you asked that question. And thank you for your support. You've been an amazing supporter through this journey on so many levels. It's such a good question because it is such a crowded space. And I think there's probably two defining differentiators on what I do best. Number one is I am human and I use human logical sense to create a connection with my clients. So really getting deep in understanding their needs and the results that they're trying to create. So many business coaches are trying to apply their systems and methodologies without really understanding the outcomes that the customer or the client is trying to create. And so it's very, very differentiated for me. I just had a client this week who they took a break from my contract with them and they were one of my largest clients and they just came back to me with a huge project they want me to work on. To me, it's just an award in my own little feather in my cap to know that all the people out there that people consult with or advise with or bring into their businesses, there's a consistency in my being able to deliver what the customer needs. So I'd say that's number one. And I don't know how you make that happen unless you're really genuinely authentically aligned with what you're trying to accomplish, right? It's not something you can fake. And number two is my background in corporate really defines who I am. There's a lot of coaches who haven't had the kind of history that I've had in building businesses. I've had the good, the bad, the yin and the yang. I've worked with men and women and seen all of the stressors of growing business from operational stresses on companies, sales and marketing. And so the verticals in which I've had the opportunity to work in my career and really expose what works and doesn't work allows me to create the most powerful solutions and sequence of events for the clients that I work with to get to the root of what they need to be working on right now. And I think that comes from the experience I had. So Lisa, great question. Thank you for asking it. Mm, there was no prep there, babe. That was off the cuff. But that I was off that the cuff. I didn't, I didn't like let anyone know that I was going to make you both co-hosts. <laughs> <laughs> that is so, that's so powerful. And we're going to get more into in the next segment. Really, if you were to coach right now, people that are, you know, either in their journey, their entrepreneur journey are about to start, how would you really help them to make an impact? But we're not going to go there quite yet. We're going to take a very short break. And when we come back, 
we are going to flip the mic and have Corey ask Lisa that question that she's been wanting Lisa to answer. All right, everyone, we'll see you soon. This episode is brought to you by my very own Labor of Love, my most recent book, Relaunch. This book is a collection of my stories, other stories, and is a motivational guide to living a new 3HQ lifestyle, sparking your heart to ignite your life. It's available for purchase via Amazon. Get ready to try on the 3HQ method that I've been using for years throughout my entire life, reaching the next level in all areas, both professionally and personally. Get your copy today at www.therelaunchbook.com. Welcome back. And we are with Lisa Vrankin and Corey Minkus and having so much fun. I have literally made my guests co-hosts and now I'm throwing it back to Corey to ask Lisa a question that she absolutely wants Lisa to answer right now. So Corey, it's your time. I'm so excited. So Lisa, <laughs> yes, you are such an incredible example of a human capital expert. Your ability to cut out the clutter, communicate deeply with other human beings, and use your incredible wealth of knowledge to change outcomes is profound. So how will you, in your next relaunch, use more of these human capital skills to change the life of the people that will be gifted with the opportunity to work with you? Well, first and foremost, oh, thank you for that beautiful, beautiful introduction. I love and appreciate you very much. Um, and it's a great question because I am about to do a relaunch. Um, starting in January, I've already formed an agency called B, B, like our book, B Creative Agency. And, you know, I have a website and all that, but um, I've been busy still with Fortune Media Group and doing video content, but I'm going to be making a shift and really applying my energies towards my agencies where I'm going to be offering multiple services. Certainly, I have, you know, decades worth of experience in marketing and branding and video production and media training, but I also have expertise in mindset and biofeedback and hypnotherapy and NLP. And what I've learned over the years is that our, our personal life and our business life are so intertwined that they cannot be separated. And that's why, as we spoke about previously um, during this conversation, mindset is so important. And being able to do the work, the self-transformation is a difficult process. And Hillary, you know, you were talking about trauma and everybody has different trauma and everybody has different coping skills. Not everybody has the tools, right? There is no one size fits all. And so I see a lot of young people holding themselves out, no offense towards young people, but a lot, I'm at 62, you know, I've been around the block many times and I've seen a lot of young people holding themselves out as experts within certain fields. And I just really believe that the the courses that they're offering and the one size fits all mentality is doing more of a disservice than a service. In fact, many of them are being called out today, literally called out 
because of um, their offerings not rising to the standards that they should be. So I really want to work, and I'll be honest, I prefer working with women. Um, I want to be a coach to other females that have the twinkle in their eye for entrepreneurship or are already on the journey of entrepreneurship, but they feel like they're not able to take it to the next level, that something is holding them back. I would really like to be able to work on their mindset and do the transformational exercises that are necessary to, to be able to peel back that onion skin and find what is preventing you, really have um, gaining the awareness of your limiting beliefs and then learning how to reframe them so that you can move beyond them. Because I really believe that, you know, women that have rebuilt themselves time and time again are the most powerful women out there. And I've done that. I've done that for myself and I've helped many, many others in mentorship. And I would like to continue in that vein. I find that most fulfilling and that lights my soul. And I know that's my passion and that's my purpose here until my dying day. And you know what you can do? You can look at, for those that are just listening to this on audio, go to YouTube, go to The Real Entrico. You can see this. You light up, Lisa, when you talk about this. Thank you. And, you know, give me right now a tip that if somebody is listening and they're kind of stuck right now and they need a shift in their mindset, what would be that first step as a coach you would kind of lead them down that path? What would you suggest they do? Well, first and foremost, I speak a lot about the topic of fearlessness because I don't believe that anybody is fearless. We all have fears. We need to accept those fears. We need to recognize where those fears are coming from. And we need to learn how to navigate through them, lean into them, whatever word you want to, to use so that you yourself can build that dream life, whether it's personal or professional, that you envision for your future. So, A, I would talk about don't beat yourself up if you feel like you're feeling fear, because God knows we all do, and we need to give ourselves grace. And B, again, you know, not to feel like you have to wear a mask, not to let past your past experiences be what defines you today. You can reinvent yourself at any age, at any age. You're never too old to do the things that you really love to do. And I would want to um, teach them how to find the space to, to discover their true passion and how to live that purposeful life. That's not, uh, you know, I can't give you two words to say how to do that. That is a process that you need to go through. And every, you know, the timeline can be different from one person to the next, but that's that would be where I start because if you're not doing what lights your heart on fire, um, that really sparks sparks you to move forward, then honestly, you probably won't be great at what, what it is you're doing. You might be able to get through it, but I take people over profit any day of the week. So that's, that's the, the uh, path that I would take. It's so great because you know what? You just gave us all hall passes right? We all have fears. We all have limiting beliefs. This is part of being a human being. And so realize that even though these amazing women are sitting here, that they still realize that their own bugs are coming up, that they still have these things. We still deal with them every, yep. you know, every, every day we have to somehow get ourselves back in the right frame of mind in that right path to to continue forward so i'd like to almost um 
take it. I, I mentioned Kevin Harrington early in the show that, you know, you, you work directly with him and help with a lot of the video and things like that. And I wanted to ask you to kind of play along with me here. And if we were on Shark Tank right now, I had three of us, hey, Shark Tank producers out there, I know you're going to think we're going to steal the show. Don't worry, you know, we will. But here's what I want to ask you. People are trying to perfect and become successful entrepreneurs. We know that nine out of 10 companies fail. And Lisa, to your point, and Corey, to your point, it's a mindset thing. Most of the time, it's not they run out of money. It's not all these other, you know, the excuses upon excuses. It, it Nine out of 10 times is actually the mindset that the entrepreneur has. What would you say in today's world is the most important, if you could give, you know, that suggestion, that like wisdom as we're in, you know, the, the mid zone, what wisdom would you give to a female, especially female entrepreneur that is currently on the journey that says and looks at your careers and says, I want to be like them. What would you tell them to do right now? Let's go back to Corey and uh, start there. Mm. This is a really big question. So it's a big gonna, one. It's I'm a really big my, one. But remember, we're on Shark Tank, so you can't think too much. You got to just go with it. Right. Okay. <laughs> so for sure, Lisa and I are where we are today and will continue to be where we are based on our own persistence to have what we want. And so for me, any entrepreneur, any human being has to be 100% accountable to create the outcomes in their life that they're looking to create. There is no one else that is going to make it happen for you. You can have teams, you can have supporters, you can have partners, you can have collaborators, you can have amazing people around you and you should because you shouldn't go after the success alone. But as an entrepreneur, you have to be 100% accountable to yourself. And I think this loops us back into the mindset, which is, that means you really have to understand yourself, which means you have to understand your strengths and the opportunities in which you operate. And you have to be truthful to those at an even deeper level than you may have been when you were at corporate, let's say, right? And you were kind of hiding in the team of things and mm -hmm. had those responsibilities you needed to take care of and you could pretty much execute them once you learn them. This is a much deeper sense of self other than anything else that you experience. And I think that's to your point, Hillary, you know, nine out of 10 business owners that don't succeed because of the fact that they don't embrace that full level of accountability and, and achievement is really where they tend to fail. Mm, persistence and 100% accountability. Absolutely. And Lisa, what wisdom would you give that entrepreneur that's listening right now that would love to sit in your seat and wear your fabulous stiletto shoes? Oh, well, thank you. I will um, layer on what Corey said, because I agree with, with accountability. But I also am working with a lot of startup organizations. I find that a lot of these product innovators become very emotionally attached to their product. And when you become that emotionally attached to your product, you're not always open to listening to constructive feedback um, as to maybe adjustments or modifications that need to be made. And I am always taken aback by the amount of people when I ask them, who's your competition? And they say to me, I don't have competition. 
and I think to myself, oh God, you're gonna be out of business in no time. Because there is a piece called competitive intelligence where before you actually put that product out into the marketplace or your service, you wanna see who am I up against? Who has anything that is remotely similar, direct or adjacent to me? And how am I going to differentiate them in a cluttered market? Because we all have competition. We could be taken for each other's competition if one wanted to look at it that way. But because we're evolved women and more enlightened, we look to one another to be able to collaborate and lift each other in the process, right? But in the product world, it's more it is more competitive and it's not always the best product that wins. Sometimes it's the best marketer that wins. So there are many different variables and moving parts that you need to take into consideration. But if you're so emotionally attached that you won't listen to anybody else and you're not making the sales you had hoped to make, that's gonna be a big problem and it'll lead you down a downward path, a dark alley. Mm. And if you haven't looked at who you're up against and how your benefits and features and how you differentiate yourself from them and be able to have a, a very clear and concise brand message and narrative, that will also be very problematic for you as well. So there's lots of things, pricing, et cetera, that mm. go into play. So, you know what, we've used the A word attachment, we've used the B word in here, you know, boundaries, we've used so much in this session that, you know, my gosh, we could go on and on. I do want to make sure that people know how to get access to you to connect with you. Lisa, do you want to start with, you know, how can people connect? Sure. Well, they can go to my website, which is Lisa Franken, B-R-A-N cken.com. Please sign up for my newsletter. I'm growing my database for entrepreneurs. They know your database is kind of like gold, right? Um, so you can reach out and connect directly that way. And I love, I love getting emails from people on my newsletters and being able to speak to them directly. And they could schedule time for a, a free consultation and see if they want to work with me in a mindset coaching or for video content, branding, etc. So um, on Instagram, I'm at the Lisa Branken, and I'm just Lisa Branken on Facebook. We also have our community, um, 10,000 Women Strong, that Corey, myself, and Ashley have created called The Writing of the Book. It is a private Facebook community for women only. We do do a vetting process, but we encourage you um, to go on. Tonight will be our last Thursday night live and starting in 2023 it'll be monday evenings at 7 awesome i gotta keep going because i gotta make sure Corey has a chance sure. to how can we connect with you Go Corey? give it up so you can meet me at my website at rockyourproduct.com so r-o-c-k-y-o-u-r-p-r-o-d-u-c-t.com and of course you can always email me at Corey k-o-r-i-e at rockyourproduct.com and we will have all of this in the show notes. What fun we've had today. For those that want to keep this conversation going, go to Facebook, The Relaunch Effect, and you will have a lot more of this type of inside business suggestions, tips, tricks, strategies, all the good stuff. And remember that today has never been a better day to relaunch. Live now, love now, relaunch now. Thanks again, ladies, for being here. So grateful. Thank we'll you for next having week, us. Everyone. You've just heard another episode of the Relaunch Podcast. If something shared in this episode resonated with you, 
please head over to iTunes right now and leave us a five-star review and share this episode with others to inspire them to take the small steps that lead to a life full of purpose and possibility. And remember, you can have immediate access to the show notes and any giveaways at therelaunchco.com backslash podcast. Until next week, now is your time to relaunch your transition into a transformation.